Menopause Space podcast is brought to you by Reset 40, an evidence-based nutrition and wellness program for menopause and perimenopause. Hi, it's Lisa here. A quick announcement about a certified menopause training course I'm holding for healthcare professionals in Hong Kong. It's CPD training for anyone in the health and wellness space, and the aim is for you to have the skills to understand, offer care, and manage the risks for this growing population group. The training is on the 22nd of September at The Hive in Xiong Wan. Book in before the 31st of August to receive the early bird pricing. Head over to themenopausespace.com slash events to sign up. I hope to see you there. Now, back to the podcast. Menopause can be a sensitive topic to broach, especially if it is having an impact on your work. Midlife changes, physical and emotional symptoms can have debilitating effects on the quality of your life. So how can we best set ourselves up for a positive menopause and perimenopause experience? What can organizations do to support employees experiencing this life's change? And perhaps even more importantly, what can you do yourself to make this transition a smooth one? Today, we are talking about managing change for a positive transition. I'm Lisa Tarquini in Hong Kong, and you're listening to The Menopause Space. Coming up on this episode, If you're feeling like you want more, whatever your something is, you deserve it. So whatever your more is, go get it. HR leader and coach Andrea Prince talks us through the best ways to support yourself during the menopause. Andrea, hello. Thank you for joining me on the menopause space today. How are you? Very well. Very happy to be here today talking with you. Oh, I'm delighted. So to date, you have had a stellar career in the HR world as a leader, particularly in APAC. As a female leader, how did you navigate your menopause transition without throwing you under a bus? Uh (laughs) So you know me well, Lisa, and you know that I'm very transparent and open about these things. So to be honest, when I first started experiencing symptoms, I was struggling, but my, my view was just soldier on and just push through it until the symptoms got so severe that I then worked out that I needed to seek expert advice and I really needed to listen to my body. So some of the, the symptoms I was experiencing were brain fog, hot flushes, weight gain. Once I got linked in with the right GP, the right endocrinologist and with yourself, Lisa. So thank you so much for your help with coaching me on how nutrition can really help to manage the symptoms. Life became a lot, a lot easier. And I wished I'd had the guidance when I first experienced the symptoms to reach out and get the help. I'm glad that you did reach out and you did get that expert advice and help you feel better. But like you said at the beginning, you just were soldiering on, which a lot of women at this crucial stage in their career will do for their career and their family life and juggle all these things, even though they should be reaching out to get the help so that they feel better. So what would your immediate advice be as a HR director, as you were a leader in HR, what would you say to women at at this stage? So I think for women, it is listen to your body. We don't need to be stoic like some of our mothers and grandmothers potentially were. We need to really understand what's going on. And, And not all women will have symptoms, by the way, you know this. Everyone will have a unique experience. But I think if you are having symptoms that are really impacting on your day to day, reach out, get some assistance. I mean, one of the examples I'll give you is 
when I was first prescribed HRT, the brand of HRT was actually made from the urine of pregnant horses. And no wonder I was having extremely bad cramps and also extremely bad brain fog. Now, once I spoke to an endocrinologist, they of course got me on the track with bioidentical HRT and that was game changing for me. So in terms of HR, I think as organisations, we, and I put myself as a, as a senior HR leader into that category, really need to focus on creating some education and awareness in organisations. In many organisations that I've worked in, there's been no considered approach or policy settings or anything like that in terms of how to manage this. So I think the number one focus could be really helping leaders and other employees who may be men or maybe younger women who have not yet experienced any menopausal symptoms to really understand what it means to a female who might be having symptoms. Perhaps she can't attend a meeting because she's really unwell, or perhaps I was speaking to someone recently and they wear uniforms to work and one of her female colleagues was sweating so profusely she did not want to wear the, the uniform anymore because it was really obvious when she was sweating and it was very embarrassing for her. So I think if there's greater a level of awareness, then that can help people around the person who's having the symptoms to, to support that person. But I also think from a hard policy perspective, ensuring that women know it's okay to take a sick day if they really need to. Now, as someone who's been through menopause, Having menopause does not necessarily mean we need to throw our hands in the air and have a day under the doona. It does not necessarily mean that all the time. Some days it may, but it doesn't necessarily mean that in all instances. But I think for women just to know that if it gets really tough, there is an option of sick leave and to have some flexibility in how they manage their day, how they manage their meetings, I think would greatly assist as well. So if I, you know, if I have an opportunity to implement pieces to create a menopause-friendly work environment, it would be education and awareness and policy settings around flexibility. Because this, you know, decades ago it wasn't spoken about and it wasn't recognised, but I think it affects so many women that we really owe it to ourselves to be doing something proactive. No, absolutely. And women over 50 are the fastest growing group in the workplace. And with the average age of menopause being 51, but some women experiencing menopausal symptoms between four and 10 years prior to that, it's so important to have awareness around this. And I think this isn't an illness. It's not a disease. It's a, it's a natural stage of life. But being able to you know, have that support on days where, oh my goodness, I don't feel myself. And knowing that you can take a day off without somebody feeling that you are, you know, dropping the ball or not putting your best efforts in would just make all the difference. It would. I mean, I remember one day in particular, I was working in a large corporate and I turned to a female sitting next to me who's still one of my dear friends, actually. And she was a little bit younger than me and she hadn't been through menopause. But I did feel like I could turn to her and I was counting my hot flushes that day. And it was very unusual, but I had 14 different hot flushes. And I, of course, was finding it quite difficult to concentrate. But I had a lovely friend next to me who I could turn to and even being able to say, oh, my goodness, this is getting ridiculous, right? And sitting there fanning myself. But just being able to express it. You know, I didn't stop working. I didn't need her to do anything. But just being able to have a chat and a conversation was super helpful. 
Oh, I'm really glad that you had somebody that you felt comfortable with to just share that because I'd say for some women, it can be crippling, you know, in terms of levels of stress and anxiety around that. So, I, you know, I'm very, you know, glad that you had that person in place. So in 2019, the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development in the UK, so the CIPD, did a survey and they found that 60% of women aged between 45 and 55 said menopause had had a negative impact on their job, which is really significant. And of that 60%, 30% took sick leave. Now, I know you you touched on earlier about, you know, policies and education and, and awareness, but particularly within Hong Kong and a HR structure, what do you feel could be done to help women feel more supported so that they didn't have this negative experience and feel that they had to take significant sick leave. In my experience when I was in Hong Kong, and I don't want to make a generalisation that every business in Hong Kong is like this, but it was it was very much not spoken about in Hong Kong. And that means women continue to work without saying anything, without taking any leave. So I do think there's such an opportunity in every country, and particularly in Hong Kong as well, to be educating people about what it is putting in the right support mechanisms for women so that any manager who's managing a female that might be experiencing menopause knows how to respond. If someone comes to them and says, I just want to let you know, I'm going through the menopause, there may be days, I'm, I'm fine, there may be days when I'm not travelling particularly well and I might need to leave the office. And it can be as simple as that. But to have that to be a normalised conversation and a supportive conversation, I think, is absolutely critical because otherwise women are going through it very much alone. In your experience, like you were a senior HR leader, thankfully, but it when in positions where there's male HR leaders, do you think that there's an even bigger barrier for women coming forward? Potentially, or it could be a male manager because male managers, through no fault of their own or through no misintent, might feel very uncomfortable because potentially male managers may not have discussed it with their sister or their mother because that's been the way it's been for a long time with menopause. So I think reassuring those managers that there's nothing frightening or scary about this topic, that it is like another condition where you might experience some symptoms. And for many women, it's, you know, like myself, I'm able to manage those symptoms now with some expert advice to a point where I can be very, very highly functioning. And for other women, it might be, well, thank goodness, they're having a really rough time and they might need some days off work. But to empower and educate and and arm the male leaders or even younger female leaders who have not experienced menopause yet, with some information to reassure them and build their confidence in, in actually being able to have those conversations in the right way. So you have recently navigated a huge change in both your home and your career life. Tell us a little bit about that. So I have recently moved from Hong Kong back to my home country of Australia and I'm navigating a job change at the moment. So those are two really big things to be doing at once. But I guess what underlies this is my personal vision that I've been honing and shaping and developing for some years now. So it's a super exciting 
step for me. It's not without its stressors and challenges, but I feel so fortunate to be able to be making this big step, which ultimately is about being closer to my family and closer to beautiful nature. So I'm in a, in a lovely part of Australia. And my vision for my work is to be able to continue to impact in a very positive way for people through my coaching business. So with that vision, I'm here and it's not without challenge. We can dive into that, you and I, over a glass of wine another day. Yes, for sure. I guess I'm super excited because I've had this dream and this vision, and I'm now taking some steps, some very concrete steps to that becoming a reality. Oh, so exciting. And I'm super excited for you. And I'm also very fortunate that I have had your expertise with your coaching business, Clarity Coaching Lab, to allow me to navigate my change and building the menopause space for women in Hong Kong and Asia wide. And, you know, a lot of women like us will be navigating change, whether it's feeling the change of their body at this time with the fluctuation of hormones and recognizing that they may need to put other changes in place so that they feel better mentally, physically, or within their careers. So with your experience as an executive coach, how do you help women? And navigate change? Thank you for asking that question. So I think coaching is really about creating a safe space for people to reach their goals or their aspirations, whatever they may be. And for a lot of the clients that I work with at Clarity Coaching Lab, it is wellness related. So the coaching process will provide a space where people can explore different solutions and options and experiment with different strategies to see what works and what doesn't. It's a very supportive relationship, but it also can challenge in a gentle way and hopefully help the person to have a fresh perspective and to build confidence in what they're actually tackling. So we provide coaching to men and women, for women specifically. And again, I don't want to take, a, say, a sort of too much of a generalization here. But for many women, I think it's understood that women haven't been particularly always good at looking after themselves. There is a trend, a global trend of women taking care of others before themselves. Not every woman, I, I must caveat. But for women in that situation that I coach, it's really about empowering those ladies to really be able to focus on what's important to them. So the menopause example is, I'm sure my grandmother, if she experienced menopause, would have just soldiered through with her nine children and all of the work that she was doing without any help. But now we have, thank goodness, so much more education and awareness about if we want to give more to those around us, we need to put our own oxygen mask on first and we need to look after ourselves first. And I think for menopause, that's really about coming back to that point about listening to your body, listening to the symptoms. It doesn't mean they will necessarily go away forever and you'll never, ever have another hot flush. Yep. But I can tell you um, now that with the help, thanks to you, on nutrition and the right HIT and the right workout plan and the right preventative medicine around getting my bone density scanned actively to make sure that I'm doing enough weight-bearing exercise is super empowering. And if I'd ignored the symptoms, then... I guess I'd be suffering as an individual and I wouldn't be able to give as much to my family, my friends, my coaching clients. So that would be sort of a big takeaway for me, for women who come to Clarity Coaching Lab or come to you for assistance is really at the root of it is empowering people to make the choices that are going to serve them the best. I suppose 
for many women during this transition in their health and in their body, they may feel the symptoms so severely that, you know, somebody even in your position as a leader may have imposter syndrome and severe anxiety around their work and may want to leave their job and they feel that they're not performing and they shouldn't be there. And so how would you help a woman navigate that? Because that can be debilitating for some women. Absolutely. So again, everyone has a very unique experience. So I realise when I'm giving suggestions to here today, that they may or may not apply to everyone. So that's the first thing I would say. But certainly I would hope to think that through the right support that a woman experiencing menopause, it, it, it would not mean that the woman does need to give up her aspirations or her goals. So, for example, if a woman wants to be recognised for her performance and promoted to a more senior role, I would really, really hope that we've got enough expertise around the table to be able to support women in that situation so that they don't have to step away from what's really important to them, whatever their aspiration is. That's really, really good advice. A lot of women uh, as well, you know, particularly being expatriate and you know, living possibly in Asia and moving back to home countries from having done that recently, you've had that shift in both your career and a shift in your home life. If some, if women are, you know, listening to this today and thinking about this transition, is it worth it? And would you have any advice on retrospect to give women who are, you know, thinking of these changes in their life? It's so worth it. So I'm just such a strong believer in we create our future. And we've probably all seen that meme that says, you know, create a life that you don't need a holiday from. And we all deserve that. So it's so worth it. And it does not mean, you know, that there's not challenges along the way. But I think if someone has an aspiration or a vision or even needs help in crafting that vision and, and designing their future. Obstacles are meant to be navigated so that we can get there. And it is just such a satisfying feeling knowing for me personally that I'm so close to achieving my vision. And, and patience is a, a big piece for people to be aware of the need for patience. So it depends whether your goal setting is short term or medium term or long term. But I would describe my vision as definitely sort of medium term. So I worked very hard for six years in Hong Kong to be able to realise this vision. And I loved Hong Kong and I had wonderful experiences and they, they will actually help me to be a much better coach. And the other thing I would say with sort of moving towards making changes and achieving your vision is be directional in your planning. So have your goal, make it high level. You may take a few little deviations on that path towards achieving that goal, and that's okay. But as long as you're heading in the right direction consistently, people will achieve what they're seeking to achieve. Consistency, patience, and directional planning would be my hot tips for making the big medium-term changes. Oh, and I, I so agree with that. I continually read back and forward a book called The Source by Dr. Tara Stewart. And she's a neuroscientist and she puts together the concept of the secret and manifestation and also how your brain works with that. And manifestation and doing affirmations and things obviously have become quite talked about over the last decade but actually there is neuroscience to back up that believing in your vision but like you've just said put in those small little consistent 
steps in in order to make it happen and having patience and trust in the process is how you get to that destination whatever that destination is for you as an individual absolutely i love that and i think by having the positive outlook it just builds your confidence in able to, in being able to achieve those goals the coaching process is quite evidence-based everyone has a different interpretation of manifestation so for me, it's very much as you just described, it's still as individuals, we need to be accountable and make the decisions and make intentional choices and take actions. But with that very clear vision, we, we can certainly achieve that. And enjoy the process along the way. I find that was something that, in addition to everything you've said from our personal coaching sessions, it's something that I've taken away from you. And, you know, how do you define success? What is success to you? And it's success is achieving all those little small goals and enjoying that process along the way, whether it's your dream to move back to your home country with you know, being financially comfortable or your dream to get this leadership role or your dream to build your new home or whatever it is. But it's these little small consistent actions that you, you know, but enjoy the process as well, because otherwise, what's it all for? That's right. The big, the big goals, the big bang doesn't happen without millions of small steps that, that lead up to that. And that's where the patience principle, you know, really comes into play is, thinking if I just keep going and I know I'm heading in the right direction, I can achieve this. Yeah. And I think that's a really, you know, for, for a lot of women currently navigating, whether it's perimenopause or menopause, as well as, you know, changes in career or family life, you know, it's quite overwhelming for a lot. And I think women will hopefully find comfort that even though they may be feeling a little bit lost or a little bit overwhelmed, that, you know, putting these little small consistent because habits don't happen overnight and change doesn't happen overnight even you know you hear about a lot of entrepreneurs talking about this hypothetical overnight success and oh my goodness they're like what is everybody talking about you know change and habits and consistency does not happen overnight you know so I think everything that uh, you've just discussed here I think it will hopefully give our listeners a little bit of hope that going after what you want takes time and patience and hope, a little bit of hope and luck along the way, I think. Hope and, yeah, intentional decisions and reaching out to the right experts, I think, because, you know, we don't have to quit our jobs. We don't have to give up on our aspirations or our goals. We don't have to crawl under the doona every, every time we get a hot flush. Mind you, there might be days where we need to do that, but it's about us being empowered to move through this phase and still have a full awesome wonderful life so I think we're going to leave it there I know you're a very busy woman and there's a lot going on so I just want to say thank you but also if you could leave the women today with one piece of advice that you would highly recommend moving forward with change what would that be I think it sounds very cliche but if you're feeling like you want more, and I'm not necessarily talking about more money, more of something, whatever your something is, you deserve it. And if we're waiting for someone else to come and create it for us, it may not happen, more than likely will not happen. So whatever your more is, 
go get it. And you don't have to do it alone. Reach out for help. That would be my my strongest message. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for joining us today. And we will leave all your information and contact details on the show notes so that, you know, our listeners can reach out to you if they would like some help navigating change in their life. But thank you so much. Hope to see you soon. Thank you so much, Lisa. Absolute pleasure. Your experience is really important to us here at the Menopause Space. You can check out our free resources as well as our professional advisory services at themenopausespace.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us a voice note to the WhatsApp number in the show notes with comments or questions you'd like to ask us about menopause. Or you can email us at podcast at themenopausespace.com. Next time on The Menopause Space. Taking some time out for you whether that be 10 minutes or an hour or two hours or half a day at that weekend or whatever it's not optional if you're gonna get through this we talk about preserving your mental health through the menopause with psychologist Catherine gale that's it for this edition of the menopause space join us next week wherever you get your podcasts i'm lisa tarquini in hong kong and thank you for listening This podcast was brought to you by Reset 40, an evidence-based nutrition and wellness program for menopause and perimenopause. The Menopause Space is a bold type production produced by Paula Sales and edited by Richard Eldred.